The following podcast reflects the views and opinions of the hosts and guests only. They do not reflect the views or opinions of any agency or specific members of an association. At times, colorful language may be used and may be unsuitable for people under the age of 18. Discretion is advised. All right. Hey, everybody. Steve Graham is president of the PPA uh, here again for podcast number six here Dan, with my man. I'm Dan Coyne, director. Don't jump the gun. I'll, I'll lead you in, man. Steve. You're super you antsy. I know we got, the, the, we got the sixth episode. We got that Washington National stuff ready and you're primed and you're ready to get at it. Yeah. Don't so, don't pull the trigger too soon. I apologize. I got to slow down. <laughs> so we got some great stuff coming up next. I'm excited to, to get into uh, one of the great things we have uh, um, announced our partnership with Washington National. They're bringing some great things to the table. They're also our sponsor for this podcast. You guys owe us some money, by the way, for that. No, I'm just kidding. And to be clear, to be clear, <laughs> this is a, this is a sponsor that actually knows they're sponsoring the show. Yes. Unlike some of the people we threw out there that have no idea they're a sponsor, we just threw them in there. All right, so let's bring them up. Well, let's let's well before we bring them up, to give kind of an overview of what we're going to talk about today. We'll talk about a little bit about the session, legislative session up here in. Uh, Nevada that's going on. There are some bills out there that are definitely trying to affect law enforcement. Um, got some information on defunding police in yes. some different cities that Dan has uh, dug up. Really good stuff. Uh, Dallas Harris, he's a senator up in uh, in our uh, state here that wants to change some of the, that has some of the issues with law enforcement and the way they currently operate. A little bit about uh, an email we sent out uh, regarding supporting certain politicians and uh, certain law enforcement groups supporting those folks and not backing off their support when I think they probably should, and a little bit of an update on uh, Attorney General Ford and you know what we what we're looking toward getting him on the podcast. All right, great, sounds exciting. All right, so if if they're ready, we'll bring up uh, Washington National. We'll uh, have a good segment with them, talk about all the stuff that. Listen, this is a baby that Dan worked on. He really wanted to try and bring some more um, benefits to the membership, and the one in particular that they're going to talk about is pretty amazing. So. Uh, if we're ready, we'll bring them in from the green room. We actually have no green room. It's a desk, uh, but we'll bring them in anyway. So uh, we'll see you in a second. All right. We have uh, Washington National here. Uh, the PPA and Washington National just partnered together to bring our uh, members some great products. I'd like to introduce Chelsea and Alex from Washington National. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your products and uh, what you're going to do with us? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're really excited about our partnership with LVPPA, and you guys have been amazing. Uh, some of the products that we're able to bring to the table are cancer, heart attack and stroke, accident, and um, critical illness. So, you know, some of the things that are fiscally devastating that create a large amount of uh, medical bankruptcy across the nation, we're able to help families, you know, make ends meet and, uh, and be able to keep the roof over their head, heaven forbid something should happen. So our products are designed to pay you cash in the event that you're covered under one of our policies and that does happen. Um, and then we have an amazing feature called Return of Premium, where if you don't have to use your coverage, you actually get all your money back. And that's kind of what sets you aside differently from your competitors, because there's a lot of people who do that, but I think you guys are the only ones I've seen that returns a premium at the end of the year. Was it a 20-year term? Yes, that's exactly okay. right. Yep, a 20-year term for, for almost all of our products here in the state of Nevada. And um, even if you don't use, have to use your coverage, you get every penny you pay in back. And if you do have to use it, you get back everything minus claims. So okay. you always get back. So it's adjusted to that. Yeah. And what's kind of cool is uh, our new guys coming on that are going to sign up for this product, um, most of them are going to do at least 20 years. 
Uh, so pretty much anybody who comes on and they sign up for the product and you know they're gonna be eligible for that 20-year return cool um, so we met tell tell our, uh, our viewers a little bit how we met um, a few months ago through Scott Nicholas introduced us we had a meeting um, in the meeting I saw uh, some of the products uh, maybe partner business partnerships you guys had and there was a free college benefit and that's yeah. kind of what really um, set you guys apart from everybody else and uh, can you tell our viewers a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we were originally meeting, um, talking about insurance and all those other things, a couple other opportunities had came out of that conversation. Um, I'll give you some credit. Like you really vetted us and really wanted to see everything that we had. And um, <clears throat> one of the things was a free college benefit for not only your members, but spouses, kids, family, um, all the way through. So grandkids, all those things. So uh, it's one of the unique opportunities we have with associations and unions to bring out to really benefit. And so for you guys, it's really focusing on getting to the next level. So on top of having your members being able to continue on with associates and, you know, uh, bachelor's degrees for no cost, it also has that available to the families. And so um, it's not just a member benefit, but a whole family benefit in um, depth. So really excited to be able to bring that in. Um, there's credits uh, when you go through the actual academy that apply through your associates onto a bachelor's and then again like the whole family can go through and it's free of charge so uh, so when you said the who the whole family <coughs> what, who does that pretty much everybody entail yeah so you have your members then you have the spouses of the members um, you have domestic partners you have kids stepchildren grandchildren even nieces and nephews um, parents as well that's awesome so, yeah pretty much anybody that's attached to an actual good standing member um, can go to college for free and it's Great. all the way up through bachelor's now so we're really excited about that and the cool thing about that program is that all these credits can transfer so if your kids want to go to UNLV and they want to take summer classes at Eastern Gateway or Central State Correct. these credits will transfer to other schools so they'll be able to use it even if they don't want to go to a prestigious online college you know yeah <laughs> absolutely um, yeah that's cool uh so you touched a little bit on the uh, credits for the academy. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so going through the academy, which everybody has to do, you get 30 credits just to transfer in. Um, and then it's 33 if they go to uh, Thero. Was the so there's uh, instructor. Instructor, yeah. So you get an extra couple credits there. But basically, they can transfer that in um, to the college. Um, and it goes towards the associate's program for the criminal justice. That then transfers up to Eastern Gateway for the actual bachelor's degree as well. So. Uh, they're already halfway there to uh, getting the credits they need uh, just by going through the academy itself. Great. Um, so I looked up, uh, I contacted the uh, director of criminal justice at Eastern Gateway. He said it's going to be 18 credits for the CO Academy, um, 33 credits for the PO Academy, and then the, I believe a three additional for an instructor credential. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get with training, have them send the transcripts over to that school and they'll be able to, to kind of look at um, the classes you took in the academy and then transfer over and get them credit for, you know, fulfilling the criminal justice classes. And it's 60 credits for that criminal justice degree. Correct. So, yeah, more than halfway there, guys. <coughs> so, well, thank you. Is there anything else you guys like to add? Uh, just the, the only other thing I could think of would be that super site opportunity that we're bringing to you guys. So the new website. So. Uh, Washington National is bringing a benefit website to uh, LVPPA, and we're really excited about that. It's going to have all the information about benefits, all the information about free college. So as we continue to go through and get that launched, um, there's actually going to be a landing site that's going to help facilitate all that, educate your members on exactly um, what benefits are, how they work, how to enroll in the free college, kind of a step-by-step -step process all in one site. So we're excited for that launch. Yeah, I just looked at it this morning. The website's looking good. 
pretty much you just click on the link if you want to you know make a claim for a cancer claim it'll take you through that if you want to just click on the link for the college it'll take you to the website and explains how to do everything and i believe uh me and steve are going to film a video next week that's going to take us through step by step for the college benefit and and how to get that signed up um steve's been our guinea pig he's uh going ahead and going back to college how's that working out for you uh so getting through all the uh getting your transcripts those are one things that people need to get their transcripts from their high schools i went to high school about 50 years ago it seems so it's tough getting those documents but uh it seems very easy it seems very uh you would just now need to just be totally lazy to say i can't go back and do this stuff i mean you guys have made it available at free of cost a lot of times our officers said well you know it's costly you know to go to a university and actually sit through classes it's all online ebooks are covered correct Uh, so you know it now it's just hey you just don't want to do it Uh, one question we got from some people is what if I attended multiple academies it's only one credit for academies so yeah they're going to look at what classes you took and the maximum you said would be the 33 credits for for the police academy and I think it had to be a minimum of 800 hours which ours um, exceeds that Uh, what another cool thing is uh, if you don't know we have the education incentive six hundred dollars for associates and twelve hundred for bachelors so uh, if you go ahead and get that degree you're going to get a little bonus every july uh, and then as well if you want to promote up to lieutenant it's mandatory to have an associates and the captain as a bachelor's i believe and what dan what was the uh so of course to get the credits for the academies you would have to go in the route of criminal justice correct but after you get your associates in criminal justice you can roll into something different for yeah. your bachelor's, so right? I contacted Central State University, and they said as long what is as their you, mascot, I forget what was it. I don't know. I'm asking. Probably like a blue jay or something. Well, we gotta, can you look up what the Central State mascot is? So that when a, our people graduate, it's probably something tough. Is it a pirate? I thought it was a guy with a hat. I think it's a pirate. I might so, be wrong. That might be Eastern Gateway. We'll look. We'll look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they said as long as you have 60 credits to transfer in or a bat or a associate's degree, that you'll go in. You'll be able to, you know, roll it into whatever degree options they have. But they also have a criminal justice degree there and then several business degrees. Teaching. There's one more thing I was going to add. So just the process of it, kind of catapulting off of what Steve said here, is they're eight-week blocks. So it's not like it's a big – It's an accelerated program. Yeah, it's not that uh, that labor-intensive, like you said. I mean, Uh you really have to choose not to do it in order to get onto it. So the next enrollment's like March 29th, and then you get on for eight weeks. Then every eight weeks, there's a new session that continues to always pop up. So So me and Steve are going to sign up in the classes. We were not aware that they were accelerated, Steve, so we might might, uh, have a hard time with the accelerated classes. No, no, I'm a slow I, learner. No, no, no. I'm I'm uh, ahead of the game. It is a pirate. We no, it's a marauder. A marauder. Actually. Yeah. Uh, they have a football team. So that's kind of. I'm gonna go back and play. It's gonna be like uh, the movie with Sinbad and the guy from Quantum Leap. Go back at 42 years old and uh, try and walk on. There's a, there's another one that, like that where there's like really old quarterback that comes I mean a semi-old quarterback Jesus. that comes on <laughs> I'm thinking more like the best of times Reno Hightower you know coming out with the white shoes at halftime I apologize you know I mean? uh-huh. yeah legit go Marauders all right go Marauders great we'll uh we'll have to go ahead and get some uh sweatshirts some hoodies with the Marauders on it for the next podcast and show our uh, school spirit absolutely cool. what about Eastgate do they have a, a mascot Eastgate I think it's the, the uh, South Central Louisiana the, State University. The Eastgate inmates. <laughs> inmates. The mud dogs. Oh <laughs> Is it? 
So as Alex mentioned, the next semester does start on March 29th, so we can enroll all the way up until then for that semester. So actually, uh, I want to get uh, March 24th, I believe, right? Is that when we're having you guys up? Yes, I was yes. going to bring that up. That is our vendor fair day. So March 24th is the day where we get to spend here, right? At, yes, at so we're going to have you guys up here all day. It's going to be a long day, and we're going to have you guys up here, was 9 a.m. to 9 p.m.? Yep. Um, so you guys, are uh, you going to be up here? Alex, are you going to be up here I will. as well? Yeah. I'll be up here. Whoa. It's a Friday. So all shifts will be covered. As soon as you guys get off shift, come up here. They're going to be able to tell you about their great products and how to sign up for school. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It's not a Friday. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> but it'll be great. So we'll help you guys sign up for school, get enrolled in free college, help uh, educate about products. Um, we're going to have a big raffle. You guys are giving away a gun, right? We, uh, yes, however, we get to do that with a Did you decide what kind of gun? Yes, we're going to go with the uh, the prize option, the AR. The AR-15. So we'll be auctioning or not uh, raffling off an AR-15. So yes. any member who comes up here, they're going to get one raffle ticket. Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, they're going to pull that, and it's going to be a uh, nice AR-15. Uh, did we go with the uh, short barrel one? Is that the one I talked to you about? Whichever one you, you All right. picked. We'll, yep. we'll get it set up, and uh, it's a pretty sweet gun. So. I trust your judgment. Yep. East, Eastern Gateway Community College mascot is the, this is horrible, Edugator. <laughs> E-D-U Gator. <laughs> Holy cow. Eastern Gateway, so is come it on. an alligator? Uh, I'm guessing it's a cross between an educator and an alligator. So it's so like an academ <laughs> academic alligator. I don't know. I, <laughs> glasses. I, they don't even have a picture of a mascot. Like, how do you combine those two? But the educators, oh, Jesus. Steve, are you going to be chomping now? <laughs> no, they, we got to work with them. That's horrible. <laughs> and the Marauders, all right, but the educators, Jesus. That's horrible. All right. Sorry, Eastern Gateway. Yeah. You, could, you guys need to step you up. up with. Yeah, yeah. So You might want to go with the Mud Dogs from SCLSU. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for coming out. We'll see you back on the 24th. All yeah, right. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank yes. you. All right. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, like I said, that launch date of Wednesday, March 24th. And uh, excited to have them back and get people signed up for school. Yeah, and, and as a reminder to our membership, there's zero cost for this. It's not like the PPA had to write a check for a buy-in or anything like that. I think some other groups that I've talked to that use a, a similar service like this with the college, they've had to pay to get into this type of thing, and I think even some annual fees. So we don't pay anything. Dan was a hard negotiator, hard bargainer, and got it for us for free. So uh, great work on that, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you to Washington National for uh, extending uh, this opportunity to our membership. So uh, next thing I want to talk about was something that popped up uh, uh, earlier this month that I saw that I thought was uh, pretty interesting. So um, you, you have all these calls for defund the police and stuff like that, and you're going to talk about some, some issues with that that are going on across the country. And there are issues all over the country in the cities that we're calling for defunding the police. Uh, but here's one that kind of goes the opposite way, but it's kind of funny the backlash this, this uh, lady is getting. Governor Kim Reynolds in, um, I believe it's out of, uh, where is it out of, where is it out of, protests in Des Moines, no, it wasn't Des Moines, I want to say, God, Adela, can you find, uh, I think it was Des Moines in, in Iowa, but it was, okay, uh, so there, a lot of talk about, you know, um, police reform and need to change things, and uh, Governor Reynolds even uh, in the article said to promise a uh, law to end police racial profiling, um, to kind of stem the tide of some of the uh, people being upset. And, and listen, no one should, there should never be racial bias, racial pro, uh, profiling police work, right? Um, Correct. Uh, but 
she then brought forth a bill uh, dubbed the Back the Blue uh, Senate Study Bill 1140, and it says would ban so-called disparate treatment, though not specifically by race. Um, but it goes into more length about actually uh, finding ways to support police. And uh, her bill punishes bias-related crimes against officers, uh, contains uh, some other things uh, related to punishments for rioting and unlawful assembly. And, of course, you can't be pro-cop. So now everybody apparently back there is uh, calling for her head the— uh, Iowa, Nebraska, NAACP president liken the combined provisions to a poison pill. Um, and uh, the ACLU of Iowa called it a full-blown assault on Iowans' fundamental rights to free Iowans. speech and assembly. Uh, so it's just, I thought it was kind of shocking. You know, you have somebody that says, listen, I'll support certain things about your movement, but then I'm also going to support that if you're attacking cops and doing things against cops, that there should be more harsher penalties for it. Well, and because of that, it just People shows you mind. anybody who's pro law and order nowadays is is attacked, and the bill pretty much, you know, that you know, they're one side's calling for the end of, of racial profiling and injustice, which is which is great. We all support. However, it's not a widespread problem problem amongst policing. It's it's a minority minority thing, um, but we have millions of I don't know about millions, but it's got to be a lot of attacks on police officers that are biased. They I attack you because you're a police officer um, because you're wearing that uniform is why I attacked you. And there's a lot of them and she sees that problem, but they don't want it both ways. They don't, they only want, you know, their guys, Hey, we, we want protections here, but if the cops get attacked, who cares? And, and it's sad that now she's being attacked for having our backs. So um, we have her back. If she's listening, she's probably listening right now. Um, shout out. Um, we, we can get her out maybe on the next show. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it takes some some uh, gumption to try and fiddle in the middle, try and appease the side of the people that are screaming, hey, you need to do something about the cops, but also say, hey, I still support the cops, and there needs to be some accountability, to your point, when you do attack a cop um, unprovoked or, or when a cop is just standling, standing on the line and we start hitting them with bottles and rocks and frozen bottles of ice – which happened here in our city yeah. uh, during the protest. But no one talks about that. They talk about, you know, well, when they unleashed, uh, you know, pepper spray or started shooting rubber bu rubber balls at people. Oh, that's horrible. But we don't talk about the hundreds of cops that were hurt. Uh, and we forget to talk about Shay, who was shot yeah, the just other out there doing the his job. Yeah, but it's that apparently to people that side's not sexy. It's only the sexy side is when it causes more ratings to interview people that uh, just scream about how bad the cops are. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Kim Reynolds, we support you. We, you know, we support the ending of racial profiling, uh, racial bigotry, bias in police work. Uh, I think uh, a large contingent of law enforcement would do the same. Uh, but we support you taking the stand to try and support cops too. And uh, even though you have however many people saying that you shouldn't be doing it, we we support and we appreciate what you're trying to do. Yes, and, and she's not alone. There's actually now uh, this year I see uh, a lot of other governors and politicians. Now going kind of the opposite way and supporting police. Uh, now capital police. When that happened, oh, now we need more capital police. We need more of this, and uh, that's kind of a, a segment we're going to get into a little bit later on. All these cities that called for defunding the police. Now actually, now it's kind of the opposite. They're coming back and saying we need more police because they've seen the errors in their way and the repercussions when you know they don't fill those empty spots. Probably a good segue now. Just go right, ahead, let's and go. Jump into that and. Uh you know, like you talked about. So a year ago, 
defund the police, got to get rid of cops, uh, can't have task forces, you shouldn't have people out there targeting, you know, gang members, whatever race they are. You guys just need to stop doing police enforcement work and leave people alone. We had a little city in in Portland, right, or in yeah. Oregon, you know, that cops couldn't get in, no one could get in. Uh, but then it was things, the uh, the Chad zone, right? yes, Chad. Yeah. But then things changed, and people that that idea of not having cops, when it becomes a reality, that's when what you're about to talk about sets in, and it's like, hey, you know, what? Be careful for what you wish for. So some of the main cities um, that were calling for defunding the police were more liberal cities. Um, well, Minneapolis, they were calling for defunding the police, and their city council went on. So they had a high of 877 officers before the George Floyd incident. Now um, they have 638 officers available, and out of that, like 137 of them are on extended leave because they don't want to come to work. So from a city that was calling to defund the police and they actually had meetings with the city council to vote to defund the police, now they're asking for uh, an additional 200 officers to be added because they see that crime went, went up and they can't handle it. Um, New York City was calling for defund the police. Uh, just this uh, uh, weekend, they called for 1,000 more cops alone just to be placed inside uh, the subway because they had some crazy homeless guy stabbing people. Um, over the weekend, uh, I guess stabbed four people, killed two of them. Which the cops in NYPD got in custody. Great job yes. out there, in New York guys. Yeah, they 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 know how to handle business. Those guys are some of the some of the best cops out there. Um, they just unfortunately don't have the support from their politicians out there, but th- they got it hard. Uh, North Carolina, the governor um, just announced that any city that. Uh, moves to defund the police or cut their budget, he will uh, go ahead and take away any state funding from that city. And then uh, LAPD was another one where LA was calling for defund the police, and they actually made budget cuts, um, sent it to like some kind of social counseling program instead. So LAPD um, and the union just came to a negotiation. They agreed to pay the officers $245 million in overtime during the next three years, um, as well as, I think, like a $70 million cash out on comp time that they've accrued. So these cops were out there working in the riots, working the, uh, the civil unrest. And L.A. Uh, didn't have the money to pay them, um, so they gave them comp time. Now they came to the agreement they're going to be able to uh, catch out that comp time. So it's kind of seeing, you know, all these cities that one went ahead and say, we, we need less cops, we can do without. They're, they're seeing now there's, there's real cost to those uneducated decisions. So, and it's funny because you just, just pull up on your, the, when you go on the line, right? Let me see. Yes, on the line. Uh, and and you uh, looking at Minneapolis. So it was a $6.4 million ticket for them to hire more cops. And it's a small department, too. Very, yeah. Um, the an excerpt from coffeeordie.com uh it says minneapolis city council calls for more policing months after vote to disband the department this was back september 19th Uh, but it says our homicide rates have surpassed last year's or doubled we're sadly approaching almost near 400 people who've been shot and wounded by gun violence our residents are asking where are the police they're saying they're nowhere to be seen well, if you're going to try and criminalize and make cops out to be the bad guy, uh, you're probably not going to see him. If you're screaming no. for them to stop proactive stopping of bad guys or of people that could be bad guys, you're not going to see him. 
Well, and it's going to have a, a long, long-lasting effect on these cities. If I lived in uh, Minneapolis and the council voted to disband the police and the homicide rate doubled and there were shootings and I didn't feel it was safe for my family to live, I'm leaving with my tax money. And I guarantee that's what's happened there. They've had a mass exodus of taxpayers. And uh, they're not going to be able to replace those residents because nobody wants to move there because there's not enough cops. Yeah, it, it, again, it's one of those be careful what you wish for type of things. You know, it sounds good to you that, oh, if the police weren't here. But, you know, it's like saying it would be good if my parents were here. Then I could party all day long. Yeah. And then you realize no one's paying the mortgage. No one's paying the power bill. There's no one paying the water. No one buying the kids' clothes. And all of a sudden that thought, like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone for that several days oh. he was alone, and he just absolutely dominated those bad guys at his house. I mean, it was it was amazing uh, what an eight-year-old could do against two grown. Well, he prepared. He had a plan. You know, he, he knew what to do. He knew they were coming at 9 o'clock. Yeah. He did make his dinner a little bit late. He didn't get to eat his mac and didn't cheese. Didn't even get but, to eat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the, the, the wet bandits uh, were no match for uh, Macaulay. Um, and that'll kind of dovetail into our own issues here in the state. Um, a little while ago, we sent out an email. I had uh, two weekends ago, I, along with several board members, had a lot of people reach out to us about uh, Dallas Harris. There was a, an article in the Nevada Independent where uh, she talked about a bill that she was going to be bringing forward, and it, uh, it really could target and harm police officers. You know, one thing we talk about with policy as opposed to law, if you violate policy, you can be disciplined, which is, is uh, probably meant to be. Yes. You violate a law on something like not turning your body camera on, you could face criminal cases. And so when we look at some of these things and we push these out to our members, there was a link. I won't go into her whole bill, um, nor will I go into Aaron Ford, the attorney generals. But so we sent it out because I had people asking me, hey, there are claims that law enforcement supported her in her efforts to get elected. And so we needed to set the record clear that the PPA and the folks in our coalition, uh, our Public Safety Alliance of Nevada, did not support her. And uh, we had some intimate knowledge that uh, me personally having some conversations with her from years back didn't get a good vibe on her feeling with police. Although she told me she was supportive of collective bargaining, um, her, her uh, feeling on officers was not as strong as she did. She felt about collective bargaining. So... Um, we chose not to endorse her in that race. Even though she was the incumbent, uh, she was probably going to win, and she won. We got to stand by our guns. And, and you saw us go in a direction of a lot of people that were pro-police. Uh, we had conversations about our rights to bargain and things like that with some folks and trying to school them up on our pension, um, just like Andy Matthews. You know, people Andy Matthews was a Republican, and we didn't support him. Why? Because he publicly came out, came out several times about PERS. Yeah. our pension and wanting to attack it and the unfunded liability. Um, and that was a big stickler for us on supporting it. And, and he's already up there preaching against the pension for something you said he wouldn't do, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sat in our room and said, Imagine no, I'm, I'm willing to be educated. Uh, it was a long time ago. I was younger then. And the first hearing on pensions, he was asking about unfunded liability. Uh, but so we sent out the message to our members. Hey, PPA was not one of the groups that supported Dallas Harris. Um, NAPSO was uh, in their law enforcement coalition. Uh, you can see the link about who's in their coalition. Uh, I don't even know the numbers of people in their coalition. I believe that just the PPA alone probably doubles what they have. But regardless of that, it needed to be made clear. We weren't the ones that supported Dallas Harris. NAPSO and other groups were. 
Uh, so that's why they can claim law enforcement support. But it did not come from us, and I will stand by our, our morals and our guns that we're not going to support people that don't support our profession. Saying you support PERS and collective bargaining is not enough anymore. You have got to stand by, and we've seen some politicians during the, the protests and the riots who stood by us, and those are the folks that we will stand by. Yeah, I saw you do um, kind of getting your element with the politics this year. You, you worked your butt off. You did a lot of research. Um, it was fun to see sitting on the sideline the amount of you know passion that you had for it, and you went in, you talked to these guys, and said, "Hey, if you're not with us, we're not going to back you." Um, you reached out to you know other or other organizations that came in, and we did a lot of work. We did marches. We kind of targeted the people that were bad for us, and it kind of sucks when these other organizations came out and backed them, and they can use their badge. And the average voter doesn't see the difference between the badges, and it kind of goes and, and hurts law enforcement when they go out and make those bad decisions. They don't put them out, the amount of effort and passion that you have into the whole vetting process. It's funny you say that because as we were going through the Nicole Cannizzaro, April Becker race, where um, I still believe April Becker won, but it is what it is. Uh, Nicole Cannizzaro's district is up here. This yes. is this is Metro's territory, but. Nicole Cannizzaro got an endorsement from NAPSO, who's primarily Henderson Police Department. Uh, nobody up here in this area supported Nicole Cannizzaro. That was law enforcement. But to your point, you can just slap a badge on it, say you've got law enforcement support, and you can move forward, and nobody's uh, the wiser of who is who, unless you're out there actively telling people who PPA is, who you know the POA from the city of Las Vegas is, who Washoe County is. So um, just to make it clear, that's why we sent out the message it wasn't to attack NAPSO. I don't care what you do. If you talk to NAPSO, that's not my concern. I need to set the record straight on who's supporting who. And we aren't supporting and we did not support and won't support Dallas Harris. I'd love to have some conversation with Dallas Harris. Yes, I, I, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, I would think there was a, an email stream put out with her propositions on her bill. And we weren't on it. PPA wasn't considered, wasn't consulted as, as the biggest law enforcement union in the state. Uh, she never sent it to us to ask for our input. I would ask her if she ever hears this or someone that knows her hears this, say, hey, start including us in the conversations. You know, Jason Frierson sets up a weekly call to law enforcement about things that are concerning us, things that are concerning his party, and how we move through the session. Yeah, I mean, so we're talking about this now, and we know it's it's bad for our cops, but it's bad for our city because we see these, these cities we just talked about with the defund the police. You know, we have a lot of people who um, come to the state to take this job or they have options when they take the job. And when it comes so bad that um, you doing your job and you hitting your body cam and maybe it malfunctions and doesn't record that you can go to jail, people are going to stop doing the job. Um, you talked about the massive retirements of NYPD last year. It was more than any other year that they've had. We had our own massive retirements in December. We had unforeseen amount of uh, do you have a number Adela I think it was over 200 over 200 officers so it's um, funny you say that I was looking at the current is it the current Vegas Beat article that's about oh no the next one that's going to come out I have never seen a retirement section that yeah. big like we had to dedicate almost half a page usually we got seven eight in the two month period yep. there were 47 <laughs> in December to January it was crazy I'm like holy shit this is taking up the entire half a page and for people on the department or people who are listening who don't see a direct correlation between that anti-policing sediment and then, you know, new policies coming out and then new laws coming out of why people are retiring, there's there's a direct correlation. This is not a coincidence. 
Um, so, you know, if I was, you know, I just talked to somebody um, whose uh, girlfriend was interested in, in becoming a cop and what state she can look at. And, you know, one of the things is you got to look at, you know, their collective bargaining rights, uh, the protections for police officers and the, the state and local laws, uh, you know, to make that decision on where, what department you want to go. Because now you can go anywhere. You know, it's easier where people um, can apply online and test online and those things. So I think if this legislation passes, we we'll have more retirements and then less people applying for jobs locally. Yeah, and, and you know, my hope is that we have enough common sense, level-headed politicians up there, uh, Democratic Party, Republican Party, doesn't matter, just to go, wait a minute, we're, we're not going to be the state that needs to spend $66.4 million to hire more people. We've got enough people. we got to figure out how to retain them and not get rid of them. And making your job a crime is going to get rid of police. Uh, so I think with our talks with people in both parties to say, hey, Regardless of what Dallas Harris wants to propose from whatever outside groups, and let's be clear, I feel this is a national movement. You look at Colorado, you look at other states that have this liberal, super liberal mindset. Yeah. There's a difference between being a liberal and a super liberal. There's a super left wing and there's a super right wing as there is just a Republican or a conservative. Both parties have their far left, far right issues. Yeah, the extremes on each side. None of them should be listen to in my no, opinion you no. can't go so far from center that common sense approaches to things don't work and that like i said that's that's not a republican d that's just a nut job a and a nut job yeah, b in my opinion what it is is the extreme on either side is the loudest and for some reason lately they're listening to the loudest person in the room instead of the majority in the room and they got to realize hey this is this isn't the way to do business. Well, I think a lot of times they just do it because they're like, "All right, how do I get you to shut up? All right, I'll I'll put you on this judiciary committee. All right, I, I know I probably shouldn't, but I will just to shut up." It's because it's an easy thing to do instead of having to do the right thing, which is more or less the hard thing to do. And, and talking about you know working together, uh, Aaron Ford has a, a couple bills from the attorney general's office. Um, one's a no knock warrant. The other one is re- related to pen registers, which no big deal. Uh, the third one is a, a, a pattern and practice type of deal. Uh, there was a section for penalty prosecution part on an officer. It was a section three of the AB 58, I believe it is. Um, but they had said, hey, through conversations with law enforcement, we pulled it out. But where I want to give Attorney General Ford credit is, is he reached out to us. He reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to have a Zoom conference call with you. Talk about the issues. Talk about why I'm proposing things. If we don't agree at the end of the day, unfortunately, that is politics, right? Yeah. But to be involved in the conversation, unlike what Dallas Harris is doing to us, uh, I give him the credit to say, thanks for setting that up. Thanks for hearing us out. Whether you go my way or not, you at least were willing to put us involved in the process. And again, we're hopeful very soon to have Aaron Ford on the show here uh, to talk about why he's bringing things forward, um, his perspective on things. And uh, I, I do, again, I give the guy credit for reaching out to us, knowing that we're probably going to have issue and in, in some heated debate, uh, said, that's okay, let's get out in front of it and let's have well, it. You know, and, and the credit for him, that's a smart thing to do. He brings a subject matter expert on these 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 uh, you know topics into the room and, and gets your take on it. And uh, when I say subject matter expert, it's a 20-plus years in policing, um, familiar with uh, you know the problems that LVMPD is dealing sure. with. And uh, a lot of these things that April Harris is bringing to the table, they're not a, they're not a problem. Dallas you know? Harris. Or da- yeah, da- sorry. Um, Cut out April Harris. Say Dallas Harris again. <laughs> Dallas Harris. 
Dallas April Harris. Becker will firebomb this building. <laughs> Take that out. To Dallas me. Harris. So, uh, yeah, I mean. If we see a blonde lady in the parking lot in a month. <laughs> everyone get, I have the only access window to get April out. Becker next yeah, time. I have the only window to get out. So everyone into the president's office will all go out in single file line. So, yeah, I mean, she needs to come out and reach out to us and say, hey, what are these? You guys have issues with them? And what do you think? And, and she's just not doing it because she has zero experience in, in policing. Well, it, you know? it's it's one of those things. Our our censor back there uh, always talks about like with new laws. Tell me why what's in place isn't working. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't just say, well, we need to do this. Give me some give me some examples, you know. And I said that to Aaron Ford. I said, well, you pass or try to adopt new laws because something's broken. What's broken here? Don't look nationally. Don't look in Denver or New York or where. Look here. What's broken? Dallas Harris. What's broken? You, you're passing all this stuff that. Minneapolis, there was an issue, and this place and that. Let's focus yeah, on here. That's not us. We don't have those problems. Yeah, you know. Um, and that subject matter expert uh, kind of dovetails into our next section. Uh, really excited about this next section. If you, if you follow any, uh, any training, jiu-jitsu, uh, grappling, whatever it may be, police stuff, there's a lot of good police uh, grappling groups on Facebook and stuff like that, always posting good videos. One of the guys that does a ton of videos is our own Chad Lyman. Yes. Uh, Chad's a, an instructor at Extreme Couture. He's a two, uh, second degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I think it was like fifth degree. I said like 30th Ninth, degree yeah. at once, but he's throwing me off with two stripes. I thought they were four stripes. It turned out those are just uh, decorative on his belt, but uh, I only have one stripe on my belt, so he, he trumps me. But <laughs> So what we thought would be cool, Dan and I got together. We said, hey, listen, you know, we've done some videos in the past. What if we do some videos and then actual live breakdown with Chad about how he would deal with a situation like that. So we've got two great videos. Uh, the first one is a video related to two, two gang officers. Stop a car. Want the uh, contact at the driver's side sees a guy kind of touching his waistband, doesn't feel good, pulls him out. Guy tries to take off. The fight's on. And then during the fight, the guy's literally got the handgun in his hand while his partner is there trying to stop it. Uh, and then the section, the second one is one of our own at Metro uh, using a, a very good uh, sweep to try and get control of a guy. But what's great about this is what it's going to show is is that how you can control somebody without punching them, tasing them, beating them up, making it look bad. You can just control people and get them into custody. So we're real excited. Dan and I are going to dress down. We're going to get yep. in shirt and shorts. We're going to go down to the Thunderdome. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking of wearing a one-strap singlet. We can do that. Wrestling singlet. Um you know, we'll see how that goes. Chad might not come down and We need to us. get those uh, those Mexican wrestler uh, A luchador. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I am Nacho. Nacho Libre or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. That, that'd be amazing. That. We could get Nacho Libre. Jack Black, if you listen to this <laughs> and you would come on the show and wear your Nacho Libre outfit and train with us for five minutes, just show us what you learned with your partner, Steven, uh, in the ring and uh, the luchadors down there. We would appreciate it. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll give him a shot at the title if he comes. Yeah, Sky, so. Sky's good. He's cutting weight. He's getting ready for his next fight. Yep. Next fight, uh, I'm not sure who it's against. but the Keto uh, Carb again is what I'm doing. Are you back on Keto back Carb? Back on Keto Carb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good move. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, excited. Bring in Chad. Talk about these videos. Get physical. Show you guys some practical stuff that you could potentially use and, uh, and go from there. So uh, we'll cut away to Chad. All right. Hey guys, Chad Lyman here. I'm a director with the LVPPA, as you know. We're going to do our, our PPA training minute for you here as part of the PPA LVPPA co- podcast. 
So there's going to be two videos that, that are going to show up. One's going to be from Tulsa. One's going to be a local uh, video here in Las Vegas. And the goal of this segment is going to be to show some options from our own DTI program, options that you guys have trained and seen that might be options for you if you find yourself in a similar spot with the suspect. So let's talk about video one. Video number one is out of uh, Tulsa. It's a couple gang officers in Tulsa. They, they conduct some kind of a 468 or 467 on a parked vehicle. I'm not sure if it's a vehicle stop or they were already parked. When the officers get up to the vehicle, they smell a strong smell of marijuana. They decide to start taking people out of the vehicle. As that's happening, watch the video. One officer will notice a passenger messing with his waistband area. And he cues into this before he ever brings the guy out of the car. When he brings the guy out of the car, he's probably doing some kind of reasonable suspicion pat down. As he starts that pat down, the guy's gonna break, try to run. The officer's gonna execute a rough takedown, but that's the way it happens sometimes. It rarely happens as it does here in the gym. We're in the, in the PPA gym where we train at lunch. We work on our DTs and work on some of these same techniques that I'm gonna demo for you here in a minute that are, once again, are right out of our DTI program here with the department. So they end up on the ground. One officer will get what's called a seatbelt. I'll demonstrate that in a minute with Dan, one of our other directors. And he holds this seatbelt hold. And apparently they can't uh, do LVNRs there either because he never completes an LVNR or any kind of carotid restraint. Uh, on this suspect, but he holds him in a position where in jujitsu he could do one. So his partner is trying to help him. The guy, they get into an extended struggle with the guy and the guy ends up having a gun in his waistband. There's times where the partner's verbalizing that the guy's making a play for the gun and uh, the officer on the back stays in that position. So the purpose of this segment is not to say what those officers did wrong per se, because they do a lot right and the control they have is good, and ultimately they end up restraining this guy, recovering the gun, and everybody ends up safe. So ultimately it's a great end to this scenario. However, we can always do better. Um, the goal when we get somebody in these, in these situations is to try to get them into cuffs. So I'm gonna demonstrate with Dan some things that you might be able to do if you find yourself in a similar position, especially if you have an, uh, uh, another officer with you. Think about how to turn someone from belly up to belly down, and think about in our LVMPD curriculum, how we might work for handcuffing in a team setting. And uh, think about those two things as I bring uh, Dan out. So, Dan, you're gonna sit on your butt, you're gonna face that way, just sitting on your butt, and I'm gonna come in on your back. Uh, the officer in the video ends up, turn kind of to the camera, Dan. The officer in the video ends up with an arm over and an arm under. We call this a seatbelt position. Now, even in our current LVMPD policy, that position is not unlawful, where my arm goes down across the chest and I hug someone to me, and it's not an encirclement around the neck. Now, remember, under our current training and policy in Nevada state law, we want to avoid this. This is not lawful, and certainly if I finish here, not lawful, okay? So we don't want to do that. But we may find ourselves in this kind of a situation. These are called hooks. My hooks are in, my legs are in. And we're going to fall to our side towards the camera, which is a little bit different than you saw in the video, but we're doing this for the camera. And I can extend my hooks and pull here. And it puts a lot of pressure on Dan. Now the problem with this position is how do I handcuff Dan? 
how do I move to custody, which is ultimately the reason we're grappling with this guy, is to try to put him into custody. And the, the answer is you, you can't behind his back. Even if Dan became compliant, put his hands behind his back, go ahead, Dan. I'm in the way. There was no way for Dan to get handcuffed back here, per se, with my hooks in. There's a great jujitsu control position where Dan starts to move around for a second. Go ahead. And I hold him here. Okay. This is a great position for jujitsu. And I could work to finish Dan in a jujitsu setting. But that's not a, an, a law enforcement application of the position. This position is not as strong for law enforcement because I can't finish with a crowd restraint on, on Dan. The, 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 the thing I would like to do, roll to your belly, put your hands behind your back. The thing I would like is stand up in this position. To end up in this position, I can't stay on Dan's back. So turn, turn back over Dan, sit on your butt, hooks in. One of the ways, remember, from our system that we can use at, at, at Metro is we take a hook out and hook under the leg. Why? Because now when I roll down, I take this hook out and I roll down over to his belly. Now I can start to break him down and switch into handcuffing. I'm off his back, I'm out of the way. If he did have a firearm tucked into his waistband, it's now under his belly. It's hard for him to get that. So let's watch that again. This is a transition the officer could have made in the fight. He's here, he's holding. I switch. Wrist control. This is natural. Dan's going to pulse that hand. That's normal. That's going to give me that hand. Now I'm going to come up. Now I'm going to start working. Now, freeze. If this arm is inside, we'll turn towards you. Camera, we'll turn towards you. If Dan ends up here, this arm is inside. I can widen that out, reach through the hole, and pry that arm out. I can widen that elbow away from his body, reach my right arm in, and pry that out. Now keep in mind, you're good, sit up for me, Dan. Just sit normal. Now keep in mind in the Tulsa video, we had two officers. So once I roll down here at Metro, we would automatically go into segmenting. If Dan were belly down, uh, turn your head one side or the other, Dan. One officer would take the head and control the head. The other officer would take the hips and control the hips. And we would segment our suspect, work him into custody. So last time with no talking, Dan, sit up, sit face that way. I'm gonna roll him this way, guys. One officer here, the other officer would be here controlling the head. And that would be segmenting, and that's a way we, we might do this here at LVMPD. Officers in Tulsa did a great job, they weren't wrong, but uh, that's a way we might do a similar situation. Let's talk about video two. And, and video two has two components I want to highlight. One is an officer working from a bottom position and then achieving top. The second is the officer obviously has spent time training outside the department and training in a grappling art. Guys, you know I'm a huge advocate of you training a little a lot. Going and getting training from various places. It's not enough to go to quarterly DTs. 
And sometimes those are average at best, if we're being honest, okay? They're not always great. Go invest in yourself and invest in your ability to reverse a bad situation. If you think back to the second video, which is one of our officers, he ends up kind of on the guy's back, not quite, he's falling off. And if you remember, he's trying to force the guy flat and the guy puts energy back into him. The officer executes what's called a pendulum, a pendulum sweep. This is a sweep you would learn at any BJJ gym from white to blue belt. White belt's your first belt, then blue, then purple, then brown, then black. Any officer who's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu could do the sweep that you see on that video. He sweeps him over, then he goes north-south, then he eventually gets some civilians to help him. Once again, that officer did a great job. He actually shows some training that he's been doing uh, both in the department and outside the department. If you remember from your DTs, the department has a principal or fundamental concept-based DT uh, program where it talks about if I'm on bottom, I want to attack the guy on top's posture, their structure, their base, and I want to create an angle. And if I do those things consistently, I can get from a bottom position to a top position. And we see that executed in the video through a pendulum sweep. In a minute, I'm going to use Dan again. And, and I'm going to push into Dan. He's going to push back, and I'm going to sweep him over. And you'll see it right here on video. Uh, very similar. But uh, I could actually use a video of that officer as an example of how to do this sweep. For purposes of training, I'll show some additional ways that I could then get Dan from belly up to belly down for handcuffing. But this is not meant to say that the officer in the video did it wrong or should have done these things. The officer in the video was still not achieving complete control of the guy, and so he held on to him until he got some assistance from civilians. And I really appreciate those civilians helping our guy. If we got some compliance once we swept the guy over, I'll show an option to roll him to his belly for handcuffing. So, Dan? Um, and Dan, what I want is just kind of on all fours, I'm going to put what we call a hook in here and kind of go down to your elbows for purposes of the video. And I'm pushing into Dan, I'm trying to break him down, he starts to push back into me. And there's my sweep. Come back. And all I'm doing is feeling his energy, right? I'm here, I'm grabbing a hip, I'm trying to build up my base, and Dan's leaning into me. And what that does is that makes it hard for me to go on top of Dan or go that way. So as Dan leans into me, all I'm gonna do is bring him. And he has no base, go back Dan. The reason this is working is I can't go towards my right, towards Dan's right, because Dan can just base his hand out. Just put your hand out, yeah. He can base his leg out if he needs to. And now when Dan pushes back into me, there's nothing to base out, and I can come on top. Now, the officer in the video correctly comes on top, and I can do that, if, I like to do it at the hip. Another place I can grab is up in Dan's armpit or in his hip. I want his armpit or his hip, okay? I can get it from here. Dan pushes, 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 boom, and I sweep. The officer ends up north-south, right here. The suspect has his arms in between here. 
So they end up in this position at one point in the video. And the video keeps kind of cutting and going to different positions and eventually civilians help them. If I swept down to this position and I had the upper hand and he was starting to tire out, I could pop up, turn, grab, or just turn, grab, turn his head, roll over, 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 over. Come on back. So we end up in this position here. I'm putting pressure on Dan. I rotate, hands go on him, hand goes on him, and I pop up to knee on top. This is heavy. He should feel a bit uncomfortable here. Grab pants, pull that knee over that knee, push his face, roll over, get over. I can roll down. Now I can reach through and do the same handcuffing we talked about with the Tulsa guys. So last time we'll do the sweep. I'll come around, I'll get knee on top, and then I'll work him in the cuffs. I'm trying to push him down, he pushes back, I sweep. I grab, I pull him flat, he puts his hands in between. I'm here, I rotate, come up, knee on. Grab, roll over, 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 over. Hands behind your back, give me your hands, give me your hands. Hands go behind the back. We could work for custody and cuffing there. Thanks, Dan, you're good. Guys, our guy did a great job in that fight. It shows he trains, shows the benefit of training. He didn't have cover, like the Tulsa video. Eventually, civilians help him. We're happy for the civilians helping. But if you train and you invest in yourself a little bit, you develop the ability to do these things. And I can't encourage you more to go train a little, a, little, a lot. Thanks, guys. All right, great uh, great stuff with Chad. Uh, got a sweat down Dude. there. Yeah. Out of breath. A little sore. Just change out of our singlets and yeah. our, uh, yeah. our yeah. masks. He, he doesn't have like a, a low gear. It's just it's all go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But you got to be, right, when you're out there and stuff happens. Um, so closing thoughts. We usually have some profound thing. We usually have bad bra or good boss, bad brass. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to do a shout out, a negative shout out to police one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking with this. So, uh, Dan looked up the top 10 podcasts in law enforcement. Uh, I, I didn't look, I just, I was on, okay. I was on the line and it popped up and I saw it and I was like, we're probably going to be number one. And you would think so. I've had so many hits on my exchange of gram that mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have to turn people away. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, we, we've been, you know, we, we've had a UFC heavyweight champ. Yes. Uh, the uh, vice chair of the Republican Party for the state of Nevada on here. Um, Chad Lyman, newest, uh, newest sex segment with Chad. Um, you'd think we'd be in the running. Now, we've had food eating challenges where John Abel um, did not die. Yeah. Who else has pocket chip challenge? I mean, we, we yeah. incorporate good info with some fun show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we started back in October. Uh, we've had huge numbers on our YouTube. Hits. Just shy of 10,000 yeah. pretty much per episode. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and uh, we, so we looked up some of these people that are in the top 10 yeah. that police, police one says are well, the top podcast. First of all, it, there's not even an author listed on this. It just says by police one staff because they know the article's absolute garbage. Probably sent in garbage. by the people that are the yeah. people that made those. Uh, podcast. So there's a uh, you know policing matters, LEO roundtable, firearms nation podcast, not a law enforcement podcast. 
squad room. And then there's corner talk. They think I had like seven views. Um, everybody knows that corners don't talk. That's why they take the job. Um, LEO Family Fitness Podcast. Like nobody cares about that. You know, like I'm not gonna go out and tell my wife she's she's got to exercise with me because she's gonna get pissed off. Yeah. You know. So you plus know, she lost 11 pounds on keto, so li- she doesn't need it. And listen, we we're not dogging any of the other guy other podcasts. That's not the point. Maybe a little bit of friendly sport uh, rivalry ish, but. Uh, the squad room posted a video four months ago. Huge viewership. Huge. 27 views. 27 views. I get more views uh, going to the restroom uh, <laughs> I was say, take, yeah. with, with a camera on me uh, <laughs> than 27 views. And where was the squad room? Squad room was uh, number four. Number four. Number you know, four. There's one called Murder Squad. Yeah, I don't. I think that was a Rampart Division podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably illegal, highly uh, bad. No, just kidding, guys. Again, just just a little uh, fun ribbing. But uh, truth be told, police one uh, step your game up. Listen to our podcast. Look at our viewership. We want to know what qualifies too. Maybe you could call in or, or give uh, let's us. Let's try to get them um, a direct line yeah. to uh, police one staff and and question them on this on the next podcast. How do we know what's going to get us ranked? So, what numbers did you use to get here? I mean, we have. Um, huge corporations sponsoring us. Forget it. You know, Remember, national. What was the uh, the last uh, group? I won't name them because we haven't finalized a contract. But how many million to buy our show? The twenty five was the, yeah. the last bid. So they came in million. with twenty five, and you know, in the beginning of any kind of negotiation, you know, you don't want to take the first off- offer. So we told them, go ahead and take this back to your people, add a zero to it, and yeah. come back, and we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, well, there's a good chance we're going to be paid more than uh, Joe Rogan. And Joe, sorry if you hear it on Spotify, but uh, um, we're coming. We're, we're getting there. And so we just want to know how do we qualify? Where do we end up? What did you over miss? You know, you didn't see. Maybe it's you just didn't see the show. I can't believe that. Where are we seeing? We're in India. Yeah, India. Italy. Pakistan. Yeah. All kinds of different countries, you know. Greece. You know, I am a Greek. We're, we're in Greece. Um, we've had offers to fly us out to Mykonos for a week, stay in hotels, um, maybe even do a photo shoot, uh, you know, a lot of lot of stuff, and, and we're not ranked. No, I just – I don't get it. No, I think what it is is uh, they're hating on us because, uh, you know, maybe maybe they tried to reach out to us and they couldn't get through because we're filling a lot of calls, you know, and people want to be on the show. You know what? So that, we'll check we'll check our exchangegram messages, yeah. Adela, and we'll see if they did reach out. Yeah, see if they've dropped in our DM. Uh, as Cardi B sent me one day, Steve, I dropped in your DM. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where my DM is, but uh, um, I couldn't even figure out how to close a window on my email. So <laughs> it's possible that that we missed it. So yeah, so police one, if you were reaching out and you felt shunned by us, uh, miscommunication, we'll get in contact with you. And next year's 2021 recap of the top podcast, we probably should be number one. Uh, number one, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, to everyone listening to the show, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some good info. Uh, appreciate Washington National. Uh, we appreciate everybody that listens to us wherever you're from. If you have any suggestions, podcast at lvppa.com. Send us a oh, message. I got one thing. Go. So the last one we went over wine garden rights, and I wanted to tell you this. So over the weekend, uh, there was a use force thing that came up, and uh, they said, hey, reach out to this guy. So I called him up, and uh, I was like, hey, dude, what happened? He's like, my sergeant pulled me in, the lieutenant pulled me in. He's like, bro, I watched your last podcast where you said, hey, if they pull you in, don't say anything. Ask for a union rep. That's what I did, so we're good. And, you know, he's he's good to go now, and it's kind of cool 
That's the first time somebody said, hey, I was listening to your podcast, and it actually helped my career. Straight so up. We're saving careers. Straight up changing lives. Yep. I mean, if, if your life isn't better for listening to this podcast, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just not letting it in. Let, let it in, you know, and uh, let Dan and Steve inside you. You know what I mean? Let us let us be with you always. And, uh, you know, you'll uh, you'll be better for it. So uh, good show, Dan. Appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we'll see, we'll see you on the next time. one.